Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. One of the things that the Bible teaches us to do is to keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. One of the reasons why is because it's by watching Jesus that we'll learn what we should be like and what we should act like. Jesus will give us a clear and complete understanding of how a child of God is supposed to live their lives. We'll learn how we Christians should and should not live this Christian life. It's through watching Jesus that we can learn all the things that matter to our Father so that we can represent Him properly like we're all supposed to do. That's why being imitators of Christ is what we were all told by God to do. And now that we're Christians, it's what we all should always do. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Now see, this has always been the Father's intention for you and me. is to be like him on earth. It's always been his intention for you and me. It's for him, to, for us to be like him on earth. I'll show it to you. Go back to Genesis, the book of beginnings, chapter 1. Genesis, chapter 1. Before the world twirled, this is what he planned for every man, boy, woman, and girl. We look in Genesis, chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, of course, we're looking in chapter 1, which is an overview of creation. Chapter 1 is an overview of creation. He, he hits the highlights, the hot spots. Praise God. But then he comes back in chapter 2 and gives it to you in a little bit more detail and shows you things in a little bit more detail. So that's why it seems like there's a repeating of it in, 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 in 2. It is because he's giving it to you now in detail. But we're, we're in the high spots, the highlights. Praise God. You know, verse 26. This is after he created everything else. Created the world that twirled, the grass in it, the water on it. Praise God, the air that's around it. Praise God, the, the animals that crawl on it. Praise God, and the, and, the, and the birds and stuff that fly around it. Praise God, he had created everything. Now we get a chance to hear a conversation that's going on in heaven amongst the Godhead. What a privilege. We get a chance to hear a conversation from the Godhead. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let us make man, of course, to us, it's talking about the full Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's called the Trinity. Praise God. That's why it says us. You don't say one. It's, it's us because it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them, who's them? That man is made in our image and after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So look at that. God's intention for man, even before he made man, was to create man in his image and after his likeness. So this ain't no new doctrine. Before the world twirled, God had already decided this. This is what I want. I'm going to make a man that's just like me, created in my image and likeness. And that's the man that's going to dominate in this world that I made for him. That's the world that's going to control the world that I, that I made. That's the one that's going to rule and reign in life and not be ruled and reign in life. Because there's only two things you can do in life. Either you can dominate 
or be dominated. Which means if you are not that man created in the image and likeness of God, you will be dominated. It's only, there's only two things you can do in life. Either rule in life or be ruled in life. Which means if you are not that man that's created in the image and likeness of God, you're going to be ruled in life. The devil going to put his foot all over you and walk all over you. Stick his hand up your tail and make you do anything he wants you to do. Hallelujah. Having you acting like a puppet. Praise God. And he, and he doing what he wants to with you. Praise God. And why is that? Because you are not the man that God wants you to be. And by the way, man is a species, not a gender. Man is a species, not a gender. Man is a species that's created in image and likeness of God. God made other species, and now he made another species, and this one's called man. I'll show it to you. Verse 27. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God made he him. Male and female created he them. So man is a species, not a gender. Ladies in the house, say hey. God wants you to be a man created in his image and likeness. Male and female created he them. God made you female. Quit trying to be like a male. God made you male. Quit trying to be like a female. Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You're created in the image and likeness of God. Shatarabosa. So God did it. That's what verse 27 basically says. So he did it. He created man in his image and likeness. So this just wasn't some thought he had in his head that never manifested. Oh no, this manifested before. This ain't the first time God's going to have a man created in his image and likeness. But it's going to show enough be a time that God has a man in his image and likeness. This ain't the first time somebody going to walk like God, talk like God, live like God. But it's sure going to be a time where it happened. Praise God. Might not be the first time, but it's going to show enough going to be this time. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He created man in his image and after his likeness. That word image right there means resemblance. That word image right there means resemblance, which means we're supposed to resemble God. I'm about to go someplace. I'm, I don't know where I'm going. I'm starting to get excited already. We're supposed to resemble God. And likeness. I got a fast act. I'm going to come back. And likeness. The word likeness concretely means model and shape. Model or shape. Which, which means we are a model of God. We are the shape of God. We are the model of God. Now, Bible, now the Bible teaches us in Psalms number 8 that he made us just a little lower than himself. So we are a smaller model of, the, of God himself. That's where God made us. A smaller model. Now see, I was one of them kids that grew up building model cars. I was one of them kids that grew up building model cars. And praise God, and I used to get those model cars and I'd make them and I'd hook them up, praise God, and I'd paint them and stuff like that. And, and a lot of times I like to get the model car of a car that either my parents own or one that one of their friends own or something like that. And I would make sure it looked just like theirs. And then after I made sure it looked just like theirs, when they come by, I'd break their car out and show it to them, praise God. And they look at it like, man, that's just like mine. I used to have the doors open, praise God, and everything else like that. And I used to say, this, is, that, is that the color of your interior? They look inside, they'd be like, dang, that's the same color of the interior. Because it would be a smaller model of the same thing. God made you a smaller model of himself. Which means your doors are supposed to open the same way. Your wheels are supposed to roll the same way. 
I'd make sure the hood opened up and everything. Took me a little extra time because I had to carve down there because they might not have made it to open, but I made it open. I'd carve down the side of that, uh, of that thing, and I'd make sure I put hinges in it so that bad boy could be able to be lifted up so it could be just like they ride. Praise God. God said, I made you just like me, a little lower than yourself. That word likeness also translates manner or similitude. Manner or similitude, which means man has God's manners. God, man was designed to have God's manners, which means man's mannerisms are supposed to be just like God's mannerisms. Oh, I'm, I'm about to run up in here. Man's mannerisms are supposed to be like God's mannerisms. Male and female created he them, which means that the woman is supposed to have these mannerisms. Male man is supposed to have these mannerisms. Did you hear me, mailman? Mailman is supposed to have it too. Praise God. Amen. It's supposed to have these mannerisms. <laughs> the word mannerisms, I'm going to give you two definitions for it. Praise God, because I got I to gotta box this thing in. The word mannerism, here's the first definition, means a habitual or characteristic manner, mode, or way of doing things. A habitual or characteristic manner, mode, or way of doing things. Which means God designed man in such a way that man's way of doing things would be the same way that God does things. Man's way of doing things would be the same way God does things, and we would do it habitually. Habitually. Can I go someplace just for a second? I ain't trying to make no statements right now. I ain't, I ain't dealing with that. I'm just dealing with a, a, a statement. Habitually. How is it? Habitually. Just like that folk that smoke for a habit. When things are going good, they smoke. When things go bad, they smoke. When they got plenty of money, they celebrate it by smoking. When they lose all their money, they pull out a cigarette and smoke. Praise God. When things is going with and, and, and when things are happy for them, they smoke. When things are sad for them, they smoke. When they wake up in the morning, they smoke. Before they go to bed, they smoke. If they have a good day, they celebrate by smoking. They got fired that day. They, they, they smoke. Is anybody? <laughs> y'all ain't with me up in here. Y'all not, y'all not with me up in here. And why do they do that? Because it's a habit, which means no matter what happens in life, that's just what they do. Because that's a habit. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Well, you about to have a habit of acting like God. That when things go right in your life, you act like God. When things go wrong in your life, you act like God. When things go good in your life, you act like God. When things get jacked up in your life, you act like God. When everybody loving you, you act like God. When folk come up against you, you act like God. When the devil come up in your house, you act like God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because God's raising up a people who act like God. That's what he originally designed for each and every one of us. Does anybody hear me? God's designed the people that do things his way. And they do it habitually. And ain't nothing we got to try to do. Figure out how to do. Remember how to do. It's a habit. Mannerism. Second definition for mannerism. Second definition is distinctive quality or style. As in behavior or speech. Distinctive quality or style. As in behavior or speech. See, God designed man to have a distinctive quality or a distinctive style of behavior, a distinctive style of speech that would be like 
his behavior and his speech. Whereas this, let me, let me break down distinctive. That it separates us from everybody else. God's raising up a church who is separated from everybody else. Where we are distinctive. Where we are distinctive. Whereas you can be able to listen to our speech and say, they of God. They can see our actions and say, you of God. You must be a child of God. Why? Because you imitate your daddy. And you do a good job at it. In other words, God made man to look like and act like him. That's what God made man. God made man to look like and act like him. No, I ain't talking about do we have a fro. That ain't what I'm talking about. Praise God. Hallelujah. That ain't what I'm talking about. So don't, be, don't, don't go now. Don't get earthy on me now. I ain't talking about whether he black, got black skin, white skin, Hispanic skin. No, come on now. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Because if you look around this world, you see all kind of Jesuses. Praise God. Amen. I saw Oriental Jesus one time. Praise God. Everybody want him to look like him. Is anybody hearing me? But that's not what he's talking about. We ain't supposed to look, he ain't supposed to look like us. We're supposed to look like him. And God is a spirit. And they that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. God made man to look like and act like him. Because therein will man be the kind of representative that God desired him to be. Because God created us to be his representative. God created a world that twirled, praise God, and put on it his boy and his girl to be able to do what he wanted them to do. He created a world, he filled it with animals, filled it with insects, filled it with reptiles, filled it with fishes, and stuff like that. He, he filled it with all this kind of stuff. And then he placed his man there to represent him. Now think about it. When God made the animals, he made them after their kind. Because when you look in scripture, you see all of them was made after their kind. You see, when he made the monkey, he made the monkey after his kind. When he made the, the orangutan, he made him after his kind. When he made the mule, no, the, 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 when he made the horse, let's do a horse. When he made the horse, he made it after his kind. Does that make sense? But then when he made man, he made him after his kind. That's why don't you listen to no lying teaching tell you that you came from an amoeba, that you came, that you, that you came from a monkey. Your mama came from a monkey. <laughs> Praise God. I, I ain't come from no monkey. Praise God. Now, some folk might act like a monkey, but we didn't come from no monkey. Is anybody hear me up in here? Some folk might act like a jackass, but we didn't come from no jackass. Does anybody hear me up in here? We was created in his kind. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lying punk, what you talking about? Hallelujah. When God made animals, he made them after their kind. When God made man, he made them after his own kind. Verse 27, I ain't making this up. So God created man in his own image. And he didn't make us after no monkey. He didn't make us after no orangutan. You might like bananas, but you still ain't no monkey. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That devil is a lie. Hallelujah. In fact, this is deep. When God made man, he made him after his own kind. God used himself as the mold and the model of man's kind. That's deep in the mud. God used himself as the mold and the model of mankind. When he was deciding how man was going to be, he said, okay, I got it. Let's make man in our image. 
and after our likeness. He said he used himself as the mold. People say, baby, when they made you, they broke the mold. Mm -mm, He still lived. He lived forever. God is the mold. Is anybody hearing me up in here? God is the mold. Hundredfold back into your life. And, 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 And the model. Praise God of what he made. That's what he is. See, God never intended the man to be like anything or anybody else but him. God never intended anybody for you to be like anybody else or anything else other than him. That's why man was made in God's image and God's likeness. Nobody else's. That's why it's an insult to you to be able to look in some magazine to determine what you're going to look like. You're supposed to look in the book to see what you're supposed to be like. That's why it's an insult for you to be able to look, look on TV or some video so that you can, you know, be like, yo, yo, what's up, brother? What's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Pull your pants up. Blessed be the name of the Lord and talk to me like you got some sense. Is anybody hand me up in here? <laughs> Y'all hand me up in here. Yeah. That's a little too much monkey like me. Praise God. I, that's too close to a monkey for me. Praise God. Stand up straight. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Talk to me like you got some sense. You created an image and likeness of God. Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. So that's, it's ridiculous. Come on now. And it's the same thing with the ladies too. Sitting there watching some video. So you can see how to have your bahookanies hanging all out. And your, and your, and, 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 and your rolling mountains falling all out and stuff like that. And what are you doing? That is not that is not the way God designed you to be like looking and stuff. But unfortunately, most Christians today have no conscious desire to be the person that God had desired them to be. Most Christians don't have no desire to be like God wanted them to be. We still try to be like the world. See, being in the image and likeness of God is the very first thing that God said about man that he desired to make. Very first thing he said about man was that right there in verse 26. He didn't even mention man up until then. And by the time he mentioned man, he said what man was going to be about. He's going to be made in my image and after my likeness. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. That's the first thing he ever said about man. Is that man going to be just like me. Now, if that's the first thing that God mentioned about man, hmm, then perhaps that's the most important thing that ought to be on our mind too. Therefore, doing everything necessary to be or become the image and likeness of God should be the first thing that's on our mind, too. And since man was the only one who was made like God, man on earth was the only one that was made in the image and likeness of God, then man, talking about one made like God, is the only creature capable of expressing what God is really like. Man, creating an image and likeness of God, is the only creature capable of expressing what God is really like. Monkey can't do it. The donkey can't do it. Is anybody hear me up in here? Porpoise can't do it. Can't no dog. Can't no dog do it. Is anybody hear me up in here? Mm-mm. That's why we don't be nobody's dog. Yo, yo, there go my dog. No. Dogs can't do it. Is anybody hear me up in here? Only man created in the image and likeness of God can be able to express who God is. Which means, come on, stay with me now. That if Satan can get man to not operate like man, then there is no expression of who God is on his planet. If man, if God, if Satan can get man 
to not operate like man and start acting like everybody else except for him, then there is no expression of who God is on this earth. So that if anybody want to know what God's like, nobody will know what he's like. And it opens the door for any false God, any stupid idea to be raised up as this is the way it's supposed to be. And the problem is, is because there's no man expressing who God is. Not just in word, but in deed. So all Satan has to do is to be able to get the people that's supposed to be like God to stop acting like God. Get them to quit talking like God. Because if he can get that, he can shut down this whole God thing up in the middle of this world and live out what he want to live out. And be able to present himself as God. And then man won't know the difference because man don't know nothing about what God is. Can I tell you the truth right here? Y'all ready for this? We are one generation away from extinction of the knowledge of God. One generation away from the extinction of the knowledge of God in this world. One generation. Which means if you don't know God like you're supposed to, if you don't live out what you're supposed to, if you don't give it out like you're supposed to, then the next generation will get a perverted view of who God is or no view of who God is and then the devil is one step away from taking over like he planned to only thing keeping that back from happening is the church of the living God well that's all that we have time for today we trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say I hope that you're seeing that one of the things that God wants all of us to do is to be imitators of him in all that we do I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what he wants us to be and do, but that you're inspired to be and do what God wants all of us to be and do. That is, become the imitators of God that he wants everybody to be, including me and you. We should do everything we can do to learn how to and do what we learn to do to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do, and I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this evening. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the widest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God as they help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. So come on through and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage 
so that it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child God needs to be in that Father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, we want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you being so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You've blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in his word that he would do. And that is, he's going to make sure you reap what you've sown. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know have come your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So, once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.